woman. Uh, don't call it a comeback. Uh, we back, y'all. We back. We know it's been a hot minute. How long? It's been two months now, right, man? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the reason that we've been gone, y'all, is because finals hit me like a truck from hell. Oh, my goodness. I have been working tirelessly for like the past month and a half initially me and tj were going to record a lot during the spooky season because we had rewatched a lot of our favorite horror movies and there was a few we wanted to watch and discuss like the new five nights at freddy's movies so we will definitely do that throughout the rest of this month because it's spooky season every month why do you need to wait until october just to watch spooky movies you feel me but yeah we have a lot to catch up on my friends to, on today's agenda with the Being Ethan Friel Pony and TJ will be talking about, <clears throat> drum roll please, in no particular order, Loki season two, the Jonathan Majors controversy and his now permanent removal from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Diddy sexual allegations, the double standards between Jonathan Majors and Ezra Miller when it comes to handling um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Offense cases. We also have Zionist celebrities, the Abbott Elementary current controversy. Some of these Zionist celebrities may vary from Noah Snap and Gal Gadot, most notoriously recently. And Melissa Barrera fired from Screen 7, I believe, because she has spoken out against what's going on in Palestine right now. And Jenna Ortega, her fellow co-star, had actually quit a day later in her defense, as she should. But you know the vibes, y'all. Let us begin what me and TJ have been watching lately. I'll let you have the mic, friend. Okay, so I haven't been watching a thing lately um, because I've been, once again, back in my YouTube era. But when I was watching stuff, um, I finally had finished Cruel Summer. Uh, I also finally had finished Shelter, and guess what? They both got canceled. So mm-hmm. we love to hear it. Um, uh, yeah, I I watched and finished Goosebumps. That was amazing. I loved Goosebumps so much. Um, also, follow me on Serialized. I'm there at T Critiques. Uh, that's where I post most of my TV show reviews. But I mean, I feel like reviewing TV shows is so much more difficult than reviewing movies. Like you just watch a movie once, you just like review it real quick, but with a TV show, I have to remember to review each episode and I don't. Um, so yeah, also Doctor Who has come back, which is like the most exciting piece of news, I think. Um, Doctor Who started airing mm-hmm. again back in November with the 60th anniversary specials. David Tennant came back and so did Catherine Tate. They both reprised their roles as well. David Tennant came back as a new role as the fifteenth, the no, the fourteenth Doctor. Um, he he was basically just the tenth Doctor two point not even two three point mind you, um, because there are like mm-hmm. three different versions of him running around for absolutely no reason. Um, and then Catherine Tate reprised her role as Donna Noble, as did uh, her, the character's mother and the character's husband. Um, and they introduced the role of Rose Noble, played by um, the actress, forgot her name. Um, but yeah, that's what that was about. Um, surprisingly, Neil Patrick Harris was also a main villain in the special, which like, random. Yeah, but he, I mean, he did, he did his thing. He was good. <clears throat> um, yeah, the specials, they weren't great. 
they definitely were not 60th anniversary material. I feel like um, the power of the doctor, Jody's last episode, really took that away from them because, like, that was 60th anniversary um, potential. Like, because they like brought back old companions and they brought they brought in new companions, and this one in this this one just did not do that. As far as the uh, the anniversary specials go, this one is definitely at the bottom of the list. Um, not great, not great. Um, but yeah, I am super excited. Uh, but uh, Shuti Gatwa actually made his first appearance in episode three of the special. He came in as the fifteenth Doctor. And he honestly took over the screen. Like, I've never seen him in anything else. I don't watch Sex Education. This was my first time seeing him acting. And he really, like, came in and, like, just stole the show. And I am really excited for him because he could, like, potentially take over as uh, my second favorite doctor, which is a which is a hard role to beat. Nobody's taking over as my first favorite doctor. That's Matt Smith. That's that's eleven. Um, but he he can definitely he he definitely has the potential to be my first one. And uh, a few leaks about the new series got spread around on Reddit and Twitter. Um, and if they are true, if they are true, I will definitely be sad. I'm kind of excited for it. It's very much so drama filled. Very much so flipping the typical companion doctor relationship on its head basically friend the leak was that well usually the doctor has a a a female companion and you know the female companion sometimes falls in love with the doctor and the doctor usually doesn't return those feelings and it like gets weird and like there's like a power imbalance and like the the female companion trying to like prove themselves and that oftentimes gets them killed but um with this new series allegedly based on the leak uh, the new female companion, which is Ruby Sunday, played by Millie Gibson, um, she's going to have a boyfriend who is actually uh, played by Prince Eric from The New Little Mermaid. I don't know the man's name. Um, yeah, I don't either. I think it's like Jonathan or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, he, he he is going to play uh, Ruby Sunday's boyfriend, and basically he is going to fall in love with the doctor, and the doctor may actually return those feelings for him, which is a drama filled situation if i ever heard one like what the doctor stole your man that's crazy um but i'm gonna be set for that i'm super excited for that um and that's pretty much all i've been watching besides like the a plethora of horror movies basically i'm on like a kick where i either watch a horror movie that has a weird like time loop or alternate universe thing or a horror movie that's like found footage or a mockumentary type thing it's like those like some of my favorite genres in horror movies that's what i've been watching i have like a whole list for it on my letterbox um but what about you friend i've been talking forever what about you what are you watching friend no you're a good friend you always love hearing you talk um honestly friend like i said my finals have been kicking my behind this last month and a half i haven't really been able to watch too many movies let alone a tv show because you know i think it takes a lot longer to finish a tv show but you know of course i remember to take breaks here and there i don't want to like overblow my brain so a particular show that i've been watching on and off like you know throughout my time completing my final exams and you know now that my exams are finally over i could finally just like power through the last three episodes of the season it's a rather yeah i'm very sure it's a very recent show i think it actually came out back in september 
It's a Hulu original series called Black Cake. It's a drama about an elderly woman from Jamaica. And the show opens up with her, like, you know, towards the end of her life where she's already, like, you know, made it really. Like, she's wealthy and stuff, and she left her inheritance to her children. But she actually passes away in the very opening of the show. And then we immediately flash back to when she was a young girl in Jamaica and, you know, her upbringing and stuff of all the trials that she had to endure to get where she was in the opening scene. Like, pretty much the show was explaining, like, how, like, she became wealthy and that money's not clean, to say the least. So it was a really interesting twist. And, yeah, it's quite hard to explain the show without spoiling way too much, honestly. But if you like dramas with some mystery, it's definitely your kind of show. It's a little bit of a slow burner. And honestly, I enjoy slow burners like that because it's like, let's say you have a slow burner that doesn't keep your interest with the suspense. I probably wouldn't have been as engaged, you know. And as for movies, hang on a second, friend. Sorry, her mom was texting me that. As for movies, this morning I was actually watching the Super Mario movie that came out back over the summer. It's on Netflix now. I have still not gotten around to watching it. So I was like, let me just like knock this out of the way. You know, it's a fun little like kids animated film. And I, I played a lot of the Super Mario games like when I was younger. So like some scenes were definitely like very nostalgic. It was like, oh, I got that reference, you know. And then for movies that are on my list, I still have to watch Barbie, which mm-hmm. is streaming currently on. <laughs> I know, y'all. I know, y'all. I definitely got to watch Barbie. The so basically, y'all. Basically, y'all, what you're hearing is that um, this man hates women. Just like letting you know, alert, alert, <laughs> announcement. Um, How dare you? <laughs> You also have yet to watch Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, he also hates Chuck E. Cheese, apparently, the animatronics, craze balls. Really also, friend, up today, y'all. <laughs> also, friend, you you said you're watching uh, to the to all the boys series. Yes, how could I almost forget about that? That shout out to my friend Arrow that she has me watching the trilogy of to all the boys that I ever loved, which I recently just learned is now based on a book series. Um, from what you told me. And yeah. I've only seen the first one so far with her. Um, I, I got I to say, I quite enjoyed it. It was definitely really different from what I was expecting. Because I was really thrown off by the opening scene. That, you know, once the main character, whose name I don't remember at the moment, that she was like, that, like, Laura? I'm in love with my sister's boyfriend. I'm like, what? What does this girl got me watching? This is absolutely trifling. <laughs> but then, like, I went, and then I was like, okay, just hang in there. But then I found out that the, that the boyfriend that was of her sister was actually her best friend. I was like, okay, that makes things less trifling. Okay, that makes things less trifling. Because I was gonna say that you have you're in love with your sister's boyfriend. What is this? Yeah, her but name yeah, is Laura Jean um, Covey. The main character is Laura Jean Covey. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out your friend Ariel because I love that movie series. I also love that book series. I read the book uh, before the movie. The movies came out. I was like super excited to learn that the movies were going to come out about it. Um, I loved that. Um, the same author who made the books also went on to to make the shows. Um, Exo Kitty also on Netflix. I never saw that. 
And then um, whatever that show is on Prime Video with that girl named Deli and Conrad and like whatever the other guy's name is, never seen that show. Uh, I, I forgot what it was called, um, but people like it. So mm. yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna and look at what it's called. Friend, oh no, I was just gonna say in rebuttal in my defense of not seeing Barbie in Five Nights at Freddy's, <laughs> that when Barbie had came out back in July, I was actually on vacation, like the first week that it came out. And when I came back home, it was a little over two weeks later that, you know, our first idea was to go see either Barbie or Oppenheimer. And, you know, Barbie was still surprisingly packed for like almost three weeks later, which just there was just no seats available. So we just wanted to go see Oppenheimer instead which I really enjoyed, but that's a story for another day. And for Barbie, I, I guess my family just really wasn't that eager like to see it at the time. So we just waited until it streamed on HBO Max, and now here finally we are. So there's that. And then my rebuttal excuse of why I haven't seen Finals at Freddy's, my finals. That's really about it. Yeah. The show with um, Belly is called The Summer I Turn Pretty. And, um, friend, allegedly that show is weird because apparently she's like in love with two different brothers it's like vampire diaries but like mm-hmm. without the supernatural aspect she's just like in love with two different brothers and they both love her and like but at one point i think she marries one of the brothers but then divorces them and gets with the other brother afterwards which is a choice um people like it so i'm not gonna knock people i mean i will judge but i I won't knock you um so yeah are you ready to get into the the main portion friend pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We back, y'all. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So first things first. Um, one of the best, if not the best, MCU shows came back this fall, which mm. was Loki. Loki came out with a season two, still six episodes, and that was the finale of Loki the series. It means they only had two seasons and 12 episodes total. And friend, they made a big impact. Like, it was such mm-hmm. a good closing on the character of Loki. And this is coming from someone who has only seen, like, two Thor movies. Um, I don't give a crap about <gasps> Thor. I could care less about Thor. Um, I just... He's... No. His characterization as a character, just... No. And then it went downhill, like, from the weird fat Thor thing they did in Endgame to... Thor Love and Thunder. Well, actually, I, I like I like Thor Love and Thunder. I thought it was cute. Um, my, but also, mind you, that was like <laughs> the second Thor movie I saw. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. I thought y'all was taking it too seriously. You know, you came in there expecting cinematic greatness, but you have to remember, it's Thor. My expectations were very low, and I had fun. So that's what matters to me. 
Um, but Loki, on the other hand, he's like, I, I, I don't understand how they like fumbled the bag with Thor so bad, but like gave Loki such a great treatment. Like that's just super duper confusing to me. Um, but yeah, and then we have oh, and then this leads into the whole Jonathan Majors thing. But Jonathan Majors came back and mm-hmm. reprised his role as the as the character of Kang, the Conqueror. Uh, he was basically like sort of the villain. Um, and then also this season of Thor, they like really stepped away from like the whole self cess thing um, between Loki and Sylvie. Which like first of all, what's wrong with self cess? It's yourself. I don't know. <laughs> it's you. Like, I. Now, was it weird a little bit? Yes. But I mean, it's not like they're siblings. It's. They're literally. They're literally each other. It's you. Like, I would understand if it was like an Umbrella, Umbrella Academy situation or like a Life with Derek situation. But like, they're not. It's it's him. It's basically his clone. So I mean, you can't you can't like people y'all people can't sit here and st- look me straight in my face and tell me that if you find out there was a clone of you, you wouldn't try to do something with him. Because I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't. Man, I would think. I would think you were. I think. I think you were liar. Jeez, I can speak. I would think you were lying. I would think you were trying to save face and just prove me wrong. But like, that's a lie. You can't. Because I mean, especially if you like yourself, like if you hate yourself, well, I mean, you should fix that. I don't know, but I like me, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they stepped away from that. Sylvie, like, Heike was done with Loki this season. She just wants to work at McDonald's and like live her life, which like real. That's very real of her. Um, I also really love Morbius as a character. I'm gonna miss his character so much. Right. I wonder if there is like anything else they can do with him because he was such he was such a great character. I mean, is that that's Owen Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Because I get him and that other guy mixed up all the time. Um, you know, it's like ben my Stiller. friend. No, the guy from um from Zombieland. Um, I get them mixed up all the time. Woody Harrelson? Yes, I get them mixed up all the time. Um, because like, I feel like they've been in something together. And I get them mixed up. They probably have. Um, but yeah, Owen Wilson is like, he's such a great actor. Everybody did so good with this season. Um, the different variants, like actually like learning who the variants of the people in the uh, the time the time thing are. Um, do you have something to say, friend? I've been talking for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have any input? <laughs> no, you're good, friend. You're good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, spoiler alert, y'all. There's actually quite surprisingly a few of my friends and mutuals that have not seen the second season of Locally. So you have been warned because we are about to enter spoiler territory. So I-, I was definitely really blown away by the season. To think that you know the first season was yeah, the first season was so great. I think the second season even exceeded that in a way that I wasn't expecting to your point that it gave such a great conclusion to the character of Loki as a whole in the MCU. I don't think it's likely we're going to see him again, at least not for a while. Anyways, he might pop up in the future in the next Avengers movie. Who knows, to be honest, even Tom Hiddleston confirmed on the Jimmy 
Kimmel show, I believe it was, or was it Jimmy Fallon? I don't know, one of the two, that he views the ending of Loki as a culmination to his 15 years in the MCU, which I'm really thinking to myself, has it really been 15 years since he's in the MCU? I don't know how the time flies. And... Um, yeah, we have Jonathan Majors returning as not even just Kang. He returns as He Who Remains, another variant known as Victor Timely, who's the character that he plays the most throughout the season. I don't think there was any other variants that he played in the season, was there? I think it was just, yeah, just He Who Remains and Victor Timely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you we know friend who was such a great addition to this season? Huh? I was about, someone, we forgot to talk about um, Obi. What are you guys saying? No, I was literally just about to say <laughs> he was such a great addition to this season. The actor that plays him. Um, hey, I'm saying, let me look up his name again. I don't want to like, uh, pronounce his name. I respect him way too much. I, I don't know how to pronounce it either, friend. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I really he... hope I'm pronouncing his name right. K-Y Kwan, that many yeah. of us might know him from everything, everywhere, all at once. And if you love 80s movies like me, you would also know he was short round in Indiana Jones and he was also in The Goonies. So he's been around for quite a minute and I'm so glad he's getting his flowers finally. Yeah, oh, his like acceptance speech at that award ceremony was so cute. I was happy for him. Yeah, he was like ecstatic. I love to see things like that. Um, but yeah, and also the different callbacks from the main Marvel movies for the Loki series, like the whole, um, the whole, how Iron Man said that, like, there was no throne that he could get, and then also how, like, the, um, the whole them not letting Hulk in the elevator thing, and, um, the thing with his dad was, like, I can do it for, like, for you, for all of us. For those all things. of us. That was yeah. his I did, I did not spot that until you sent me those TikTok edits. Yeah, so those things and those callbacks from, like, moments of his character and also moments from, like, the MCU as a whole were, like, really cool to see. And then in the end, making him, like, the the uh, the god of stories was, like, a really cool thing. And then also, like, his, his – his, the ending to his character is so beautifully tragic. Like, his whole – his whole arc throughout the Loki series has been that, like, he didn't want to be alone. He wanted to save his friends. He wanted to be with his friends. But now he's going to be alone forever without his friends. But in the end, he saved his friends. He saved everybody. But he ultimately didn't save himself, which, I mean, I guess – is a complete 360 on how he was once selfish and you know wanted to conquer things and stuff. I mean, he finally got his throne, but it would cost the cost of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I friend. Yeah, I really I really like that uh the way it it it, it w- it's not a happy ending, but it it's a, it's an ending nonetheless. Mhm. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree, friend. And to build off of you, going back to the point that Loki had such great additions to the season, like K.Y. Kwan as the character O.B. You know who else I feel is a character that just doesn't get enough attention? And I love her as an actress, honestly. I really hope to see her in more projects down the line, not just in the MCU. Um, The actress, Wunmi Masaku, that she plays the character Hunter B-15, that I loved her in the first season, was really glad to see her return in the second season in an even more prominent role. To your point, it was really interesting to see how 
you know, our main characters in the TV, like Mobius and B-15 and the rest, like we got to see their previous lives that were stolen from them, their original variants that they're based on. Yeah. That and... B-15 was a doctor. Um, OB, he was a, he was like a science fiction book writer and Mobius, he was, <laughs> he was a, he was a jet ski. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It was just a seller? guy that sells jet skis. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he was also ski, a father. Like, seller or whatever. Like, he owned a jet ski store. He was a manager at a yeah. jet ski store. Yeah, he was also a father. He had yeah. two boys. A single dad. Yeah, he seemed to really love his kids. So, I mean, I wonder what happened to those kids. Mm-hmm. Where are the kids? I'd love to know. I wonder if those kids will be able to, like, become something. That'd be interesting to see. I don't know, friend. Mm-hmm. But I hope I hope we see more of each of their characters, honestly. That we, yeah, Wumi Masaku, she was also in. You know, I, I just put two and two together. Both Jonathan Majors and Wumi Masaku, they were both in Lovecraft Country. How did I not put that two and two together? <laughs> you just. It's so together. ironic because, yeah, beef. It, <laughs> don't don't get don't come at me, friend. <laughs> yeah, my my memory's a little C now sometimes, but um, yeah, it's just so crazy because I don't ever. Yeah, I guess B-15 and He Who Remains never shared a scene together, which could have had a little Lovecraft Country reunion. Yeah. And I didn't know that Wumi Masaku is British in real life, because she's Nigerian, I believe. I, I, I tell you, friends, some of these British she's actors British? be pulling off those. Yeah, she's British. Some of these UK actors be pulling off those US American accents a little too well. No, friend, I just found out recently. So, you know the show Charmed? The mom in Charmed? Um... Not Penny. Um, hold on. Charmed. What's her name? Oh, Jesus. Uh, her name was Patty. Patty Hallowell. Um, gosh, apparently her actress in real life is British. I just found that out yesterday. Friend, I was gobsmacked. Because mm-hmm. I was watching this cartoon with my sister. And no, I, I was watching um, Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the one with dinosaurs. And I recognize one of the characters' words. I was like, wait a minute. I know that's not who I think it is. It was Matthew Gray Goobler. And I was like, I, that's his voice. So I looked it up, and it was his voice. And I saw that it was the actress from Charm, too. And so, I, so I went to her IMDb. She's from England, friend. Like, they be tricking us, for real, for real. I'm telling you, friend. I don't know what it is with these UK actors. Like, you will never see an actor or actress from the United States like playing like a UK character. Like, I think the only exception is this one actress in the Queen Charlotte show that she's an African American actress that plays um a character named Lady Danbury, who you know, who of course is a British character. And I never would have thought that she was American. She actually pulled off the English accent really authentically. That my friend Ariel, shout out to Ariel that she told me a story as we were watching Queen Charlotte that the actress that played young Lady Danbury in Queen Charlotte when she was auditioning for the role that she had stood in character in English action because I didn't want her to know she was American until afterwards so I thought that yeah, was funny cool. that reminds me only actor I know who like convincingly pulled off a British accent in a movie was Chloe Grace Moretz um, I know who she is in, yeah in the movie Hugo um, back in like 2000 thing i don't know but yeah she i thought she was british when i was watching the movie as a kid but no she's american mm. so yeah those people, those, people, those are people that we can think off, off the top of our heads i guess from mm-hmm. but there's like so many 
English actors that can pull off a convincing, like people who are like just not American. Like uh, one person I think of is like uh, Robert Sheehan um, mm-hmm. from Umbrella Academy. He's actually Irish. Really? Uh, yeah, he's Irish, um, and his accent is thick, friend. Um, but yeah, he can pull off the the American accent like really well. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just thinking, friend. Like, what else can we take apart from Loki? Did, I think just so much really happened in this season. The ending as well really had me thinking the most because, of course, well, like we have the conclusion of the character of Loki. But where does the multiverse saga like move on from here? You know, with him like now taking he who remains place that he's the god of stories now. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, it should definitely be interesting because, you know, Jonathan Majors, I'm pretty sure majority of us, no pun intended, have heard now that he's been booted from the MCU, which we will get to in a second. The last thing that I would love to conclude about Loki is the character Sylvie in particular. I feel she was definitely on the bench a bit this season. Like, you know, I don't know, for the most part, anyways. What do you think of Sylvie this season, friend? Um, she was on the bench this season. I mean, the show is called Loki, and she's not Loki. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. They basically put her in, like, such an opposing role to look to, like, what Loki was trying to do. She was basically his opponent this season, trying to, like, stop him in, like, every corner. Because basically Loki this season was trying to, I guess, protect or, like, at least use the one who remains variant to... Uh, complete a goal mm-hmm. and Sylvie was like yeah no let's kill him and Loki was like yeah no so they were like really butting heads this season but like when she wasn't trying to butt heads with Loki she was back at her McDonald's um clocking in um so yeah hopefully I mean That's- it'll be hmm? yeah it'll be interesting to see no, what- I would just love to add no, I'm sorry friend you first you first you know I get jittery I, I would, it would be interesting to see like what if anything they could do with her character like I hope that's not like the last we see of her um but yeah you go ahead friend friend no friend I was just gonna add like I know that Sylvie wanted to settle down to have a human life but girl McDonald's talk about settling for less the uniform not even the modern uniform the ugly red and yellow uniforms you can go on to a yeah, different one was in the mcdonald's right why did she go to the mcdonald's in like the 70s it was probably even dirtier back then than it is now i don't know i mean i would love to live in the 70s well live is a strong word i'm still black um <laughs> i was but... about to say friend <laughs> i would love visit, to visit visit maybe <laughs> Vi- yeah visit's the keyword. <laughs> I would love to visit the 70s. But then again, she's a white lady. So if I was a white lady, I would love to live in the 70s. That seems like a great time, party time, uh, mm-hmm. love, drugs, you know, disco. <laughs> um, and Star Wars came out in 1977. Oh, um, but McDonald's? You could have like worked at like, I don't know, Macy's. She could have became, because there was that one guy in the second season of Loki whose name I do not remember. He literally created the life for himself as a famous movie actor. And it's like, Sylvie couldn't have done something similar. She could have been a model, a ballet dancer. Well, she chose to work at freaking McDonald's. 
I mean, she was technically hiding from them, so she couldn't have did something big because she was well, still hiding from them. I guess I didn't really think that through. That makes a lot more sense that you say it now. Yeah, because the guy who became an actor, they found him so easily because they were like, oh, we can just, he's an actor, we know where he is. Um, so yeah, Sylvie was trying to say low-key, but like, you can stay low-key at like a, a, a clothing store, babe. You don't got to work at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Also, you have magic. Right. <laughs> like, do something. I don't know, be the manager and don't be back there flipping burgers and making fries. <laughs> know that can we talk we need to give ob the spotlight for a second like i had the biggest smile on my face every time he popped on screen like i absolutely love this scene in particular when loki he kept time jumping back and forth and it's like remember he gave ob the the handbook for the tva and then <laughs> because he met ob's variant that was a science fiction book writer and then like he had the weight and then oh, that version of ob like came back 15 years later with like like a random like machine that he made out of the tva book and it was just like such a funny mess in the timeline because <laughs> it's like wait did this happen first did this happen first yeah that was really cool his character was super adorable mm-hmm. he was just like it, you can tell he was happy to be there oh yeah for sure um yeah it was very infectious <gasps> what if um, he's in deadpool 3 oh that'd be cute i would be so happy that would be really cute. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot they can do with like each and every character they had in Loki. Mm-hmm. Well, so. to your point, friend, Mobius's character seems pretty much finished for because spoiler alert, y'all, in the very final scene of Loki, Sylvie takes Mobius back to his original life in which his variant, you know, was the jet ski manager with his two sons. Our Mobius from the TVA really just stares off in the distance. And it's pretty much assumed that he wants to stay there and take his variant's place. I don't really know how that works, but no. a, su- a sweet ending nonetheless. I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, is that's he- what I, I was going to say. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but it's pretty clear that he's not going back to the TVA. So I think I- it's more likely that they could bring back characters like OB and Hunter B-15. I don't know. I think he might go back to the TVA, but I mean, you can't just like come in there and take your variant's place because it's giving WandaVision. We saw what oh, happened also, there. Um, did you see Across the Spider-Verse? Because Miguel O'Hara tried to do the same thing and it just didn't end well. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I did not see Across the Spider-Verse, friend. I, I didn't see it yet. Oops, I didn't see it yet. Oops, uh, oops, no you, didn't, you didn't hear that, friend. My bad. No spoilers. I mean, I know that plot point. Like, the plot points are all over the place on social media. By the way, friend, just a little bit of a warning when you watch it on Netflix. So shout out to my friend Kaylin that she actually didn't get a chance to seeing it in theaters either, that she waited until it came out on Netflix like you did. And she told me that the Netflix release version of the movie like is a little bit broken that there's certain scenes in the movie where the audio sounds really distorted in particular the action scenes that the music is overpowering the dialogue and it's just like a weird bug that netflix has to fix for the film so let me know if you also encounter that problem so i could just send you like a i don't know just like some sort of put like a website so you could watch the movie because there's a clear copy of it by now okay friend okay I shall do that. Because I would feel bad for you like to rent the movie for $20 on Prime Video. That's trifling. Yeah. Um, okay, friend. Uh, we, can, we can... Yes, transition into... Yeah. yeah, Jonathan Majors. 
So yesterday, it was yesterday, right, friend? He yeah. It came out that he was found guilty of assault and I think harassment, harassment. or something. Yeah. Um, against his ex girlfriend. Um, yeah. What's her name? Grace Jabari. Yeah, her. Um, people have a lot to say in the comments of everywhere, and they're like, "Oh, the, the justice system failed. Oh, we saw him running away from her in the video." Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot to take apart, y'all. We're not really here whether to debate whether if he's guilty or not. We're not that kind of podcast, but nonetheless, we definitely will be discussing what this means for the future of the character of Kang going forward in the multiverse saga of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because clearly that's going to create a bit of a roadblock. Yeah, because I now, mean, shout out to oh, sorry, friend, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just gonna add something else. Yeah, because I mean, he was found guilty, so mm-hmm. we're going to act like he is, um, right? We're, we're not the shade room or TMZ, save it for there, y'all. Yeah, y'all can comment all you want, but I mean, the they the jury is the jury, um, so yeah, um, but because of his guilty verdict, he has since been booted. From the MCU and I guess his other acting projects, um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, that means that that's basically the end of the character of King the Conqueror and the one who remains. Um, so I I I wonder because I wonder if he is already in some of the things that they filmed already, and I wonder if they like now have to remove him from stuff. Like I don't, I don't know how that works. Are you finished, friend? Yeah. Okay, so let's unpack this. I personally don't believe that they're going to remove Kang from the MCU. Honestly, I think logically speaking, if they were to do that, it would just be a really messy wrist take. Just suddenly writing his character and all the importance that he's contributed throughout the MCU. Because it's like everything post-Avengers Endgame entering the multiverse saga has centered around building towards Kang and the next two Avengers movies. The fifth Avengers movie literally titled Avengers the Kang Dynasty and then the sixth Avengers film Avengers Secret Wars which picks up shortly after that which I believe according to plot leaks Kang at the end of Secret Wars was supposed to softly reboot the Marvel Cinematic Universe in whatever way that was supposed to be and I really don't think that Marvel would be that dumb to just completely abandon all that because let's say if they did friend like I said He's played way too much of a role in the MCU's multiverse saga already. And some might argue that, like, the Kang arc is dragging a little bit, which I don't completely disagree with. But at the same time, you have to consider, if they were to completely write out the entire Kang dynasty arc of the MCU so suddenly to swap him out with another villain, let's say Doctor Doom, as some fans are theorizing, that would be such a messy damage control. Because how would you explain that, like, Kang is just no longer a threat to the multiverse anymore, and you just have this new big bad villain now. I just don't think it would work out in the favor that Marvel would want it to. I think, honestly, that it would be the most logical to just recast the character of Kang. And hear me out, y'all. 
I don't think it would really be that ridiculous if you ask me, because with the infinite possibilities of the multiverse, there are variants of certain characters that are portrayed by different actors, so they can actually justify why Kang has a different face now. Considering that Ant-Man has already met the Jonathan Majors version of Kang, the next time that he encounters this new recasted version of Kang, they can actually acknowledge that Kang has a new face now, instead of just completely ignoring that he has a different face like most recastings would do in a television series or movie series, you know? Yeah. Do you have any, like, candidates for the recast, friend? I do, friend. I have... In no particular order, because I think they're all great actors that could pull it off, John Boyega, better known as Finn in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, also King Azugi, I believe it, no, King, hang on, let me look up his name, his character's name in The Woman King. His character's name was King Gizzo. John also Boyega Tyrone. And quite a, yeah, he, he, was, Tyrone. He, he was Fontaine and they cloned Tyrone, so one of my favorite movies in 2023. He was also mm-hmm. in a film called Breaking back in 2022, which it was an indie film based on a true story of a Marine veteran named Brian Brown Easley, who had robbed a small bank because he wasn't paid back his reparations from the U.S. military. Really heartbreaking true story. And I, I think John Boyega... I think he really deserves this, honestly. He, if you're a Star Wars fan like me, you already know what I'm about to say, that he was done so dirty by the Star Wars universe that he was misled into believing that he was going to be the new lead character in this new trilogy as the new Jedi. That was not the case at all, and despite that, he was marketed holding the lightsaber and everything because, you know, they just needed the white girl, like, to take the black guy's place because they just weren't. Because I'm thinking... Because I remember when John Boyega was first announced to join the Star Wars universe back in 2013 when Disney had bought the rights from Lucasfilm to the Star Wars universe that John Boyega would be playing a black stormtrooper and one of the new protagonists. There was the uproar that you would imagine. And I guess Disney had just backed out of the decision to make him, you know, a stormtrooper to a Jedi Knight, you know, and it's just really effed up. That's weird. Ew. Yeah. You know, my knowledge of Star Wars is very limited. Mm-hmm. All I know is um the one that played the young Darth Vader. Kylo Ren, his name, Adam Driver. No. Hmm. No. Hayden Christensen, Anakin yeah. Skywalker from the early mm-hmm. 2000s. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, um, I know about... Um, the guy who plays Ian Gallagher from Shameless was also in that video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then John Boyega, that's it. That's all I know. Yes. And what was I about to say? Yes, the other actors that could potentially be recasted as Kang. Now, going back to John Boyega one more time before I list the other two or three actors, as much as I would love John Boyega to be Kang, as I said, I think he really deserves this really big role. I'm not exactly sure how he could be convinced to work with Disney again, nonetheless, despite that he's working with Marvel because of how dirty he was done by Disney when he was in the Star Wars universe. But who knows if they could work something out. And not to get too sidetracked, the other two actors that I had had in mind is an actor named Damson Idris. He's better known as Franklin Sate, known through the FX original series, which has concluded recently this past 
I think it finished in April, if I remember correctly, but I was really late to the party and I just finished it on Hulu recently. Great series. And Franklin's saying he's no hero type of character, so we know that Dams and Aegis can play a complex evil character like Kang because Franklin saying he's a very cold, calculative character. I could just see him pulling it off, honestly. And Dams and Aegis hasn't been in too many, huh? Yes, he was in Swarm in a very brief role. I guess he also technically played a villain in that because he was just like a really like creepy I mean, I wouldn't say villain. I would more so say he was a douche. Well, remember he wanted to get into Dre's pants. He was sexually harassing her at work. He was just, I guess I would count that as a villain type of character before Dre killed him. I can see that. I can see that, yeah. And And, yeah, that's really about all the roles that I can name from Dams and Idris. Now, the last role, his name is, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. He is better known as Black Manta in the DC Extended Universe in the Aquaman movie that had came out back in 2018, and he's also supposed to reprise his role this December, on Christmas Day, actually, when Aquaman, The Last Kingdom, comes out, which will be Jason Momoa's outing as the character of Aquaman before James Gunn fully reboots the DC Cinematic Universe and inevitably recast Aquaman and Black Manta, which leads me into my point, which is why I believe that Yaya Abdul-Mateen has a better chance of joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe now as the Kang recast, considering he will no longer play Black Manta in the DC films. Aside from being Black Manta and Aquaman, he was also in the most recent Candyman movie back in 2021 as Anthony McCoy. For those who are fans of Candyman, Anthony McCoy is the grown-up version of the baby that Candyman kidnaps in the very original one from the 1990s. Very slept on film, if you ask me. Both the original film and the film that came out in 2021. I personally love them both, but let me not get too sidetracked. We could definitely talk about the Candyman movies, friend, when we get into like our spooky episode. Um, yeah, because you, you watched the, the most recent one, and I watched the original one recently. Oh, you did, friend. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, when you have the chance, the newer one that I am just referring to, that it's on, it's for free on Prime Video. Yeah, also, friend. Are you gonna go see yeah. Aquaman? I am. Uh, my family wants to go see it on Christmas Day as our Christmas movie, and then after that, my mom she wants to go see the new Colored Purple remake, which. Should be interesting. I'll admit I was very skeptical of it at first because I just really have this skepticism when Hollywood tries to remake really traumatic black trauma films like The Color Purple, for example, which was really ahead of its time in the 80s, really shedding the light on the plight of black women. And when I saw the trailer starring Fantasia and Halle Bailey and Taraji P. Henson, amongst a lot of other familiar faces, I was quite impressed of how different it looks. It definitely doesn't look as rawly gritty as the original. Maybe that might be a good thing that they're trying to include more fantastical musical elements, make it slightly more lighthearted. That's not to say that they won't dive into the plight of black women, but I feel the thing when having remakes these days, especially of classics from the 80s and 90s, you just have to reimagine it a different way sometimes because it goes back to why we started this podcast. It was actually in our very first episode we were talking about the Bel Air series on the Peacock app. 
that when I had first heard that they were remaking the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like a lot of other people, I had just had my arms up in the air. Oh, why do they got to touch a classic? They're just going to make this cheesy if they're going to remake a, an entire sitcom. That wasn't the case at all. They were reimagining it as a modern day drama while, of course, staying true to the original story. And that's what they're doing with the new Color Purple film. Staying true to the original story but while also stealing some elements from the Broadway musical and just a lot of also original elements of its own. So it should be interesting. should be interesting. Are you going to go see the color purple movie friend? Um, no, but I will see it at home when it comes out at home. Yeah. It'll definitely stream on HBO max because it's owned by Warner brothers. Yeah. I'll go see that then. I'm not going to see Aquaman because no mm-hmm. as as said continuously i'm not a dc girly never been mm-hmm. a dc girly never will be a dc girly and and the limited dc movies that i actually have seen on purpose and not through force aquaman has never been one of them i don't so. blame you it's not one of the greater ones yeah um but yeah back to the whole not the majors thing um he was like booted out of the mcu like immediately effective immediately they did not hours hours after the verdict dropped like no waiting period no time for an appeal no no but notice how there's a similar actor well not similar but an actor who has done arguably worse things than what Jonathan Majors has been convicted of, um, which is Ezra Miller, who was in the, mm-hmm. um, who has played the Flash, and also were they in the um they that uh, that Harry Potter thing? Yes, the Fantastic Beast. It's a yeah. spin-off prequel of the Harry Potter film series. Yeah, um, they went around wreaking havoc against many people. Um, they. They, they also did a allegedly. Lot. It's there's like oh also- someone made like a whole time span of all of Ezra Miller's crimes from 2019 to 2023. That domestic assault. They uh, strangled a woman that wanted a picture with them. Talking to minors, kidnapped a minor supposedly. This young Native American girl. I don't know how true that aspect is, but I really wouldn't be surprised if it is true. Um. Theft, armed robbery, it's the list just goes on and on. It it is just so beyond me to your point. That like I like we said, y'all, we're not here to debate whether or Jonathan Majors is guilty. We know that he has tried guilty and it is what it is. But the double standard comes in that frustrates us that there's clearly a benefit of the doubt white privilege of when it comes to the crimes of Ezra Miller, that they have gotten a pat on the back to continue filming not only Fantastic Beasts 3, but the Flash film. The Flash film is where things get more interesting, friend, because would you believe me if I told you that the Flash film was originally slated for 2018? The film has been in delay for five or six years, so they easily could have canceled this film once those crimes from Ezra Miller had arised, but they had continued to film. Yeah. Even Issa Rae... Even even Issa Rae had called out the double standard and the problematicness of keeping Ezra Miller like as the Flash, like keeping on the production. Yeah, and people have have said that like, oh well, 
Um, Jonathan Majors is newer to the scene and Ezra Miller has been here, but like, in what? Because the only thing but I've seen him in... doesn't make... Yeah. He's right, only, and what? The only, yeah, the only thing I've seen him in besides that Harry Potter thing and The Flash was um, Personal Wallflower, which was, which was in like 2012. Mm-hmm. Who cares about that? Nobody cares. And then before that, he had like... Mm-hmm. As far as we know, he had like minor roles and other things, but like who was watching that? Wasn't he in Perks I mean, of a Wallflower with Logan Lerman? Yeah, Excuse like, me, not he they. Yeah, that's what I said, friend. Um, but oh, yeah, my, I my mean, apologies, friend. Honestly, y'all, can y'all tell me have you ever seen a movie called City Island? Mm-hmm. No. Crickets. Nobody knows what that is. <laughs> And one more thing, um, shout out to Fantastic Frankie, the fanboy fighter, one of my favorite Blurred creators out there. That She had made a very interesting video pertaining to Jonathan Majors, which I will play her audio right now so we could build off of some of her points. I would love to have her on our podcast one day. I know we talk about all things blurdy, but unfortunately, I'm not mutuals with her. She is mutuals with one of my other mutuals, Kyra, who runs the plage room full of blurds. Go follow Kyra if you're a blurred, because if not, we're going to take your blurred card. She's, but seriously, y'all, they're both dope. Give both Fantastic Frankie and Room Full of Blurds a follow. And here is the particular video that Fantastic Frankie made in regard to Jonathan Majors' case. Marvel's really in trouble. This is not going to be a conversation on whether or not I think Jonathan Majors is guilty because that conversation gets gross really quickly. But I wanted to discuss his huge role in the MCU and what options they have now that he will be going to jail for about a year. Now they could wait for him. They could wait for him to fulfill his sentence and bring him back. They already hired Robert Downey Jr. Having a, a rap sheet shouldn't stop his back. But then the optics of waiting for a conviction abuser and then centering your universe around him abysmal terrible option two would be to get rid of the king storyline altogether honestly i don't think that that's a bad option as the loki storyline kind of wrapped up on king and quiet as kept i don't think the king storyline was giving what it was supposed to give if secret invasion was any indicator of what king wars was going to look like I'm okay. Final option here is to recast. I've been hearing whispers of y'all taking Yaya. And as your resident DC fan, I want to say that y'all can't have him. But I would love the prospect of him getting more work. And I think he would be an incredible king. I can't be in the way of his bag. But this is our Dr. Manhattan. This is our Black Manta. And y'all trying to take him. I, I It doesn't sit right with me. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. Half of it is me being selfish. Half of me is saying there are other fine, tall Black men who could fulfill this role. And I want to hear from you. What do you think is the best option? Mm, I don't- Shout out to Fantastic Frankie once again building off of her we had already discussed the aspect of a completely scrapping kang from the mcu which Minya came to the conclusion doesn't seem the most logical idea that would just be a real train wreck of a damage control and then we have option dose which is to recast kang we have said John Boyega, Damson Aegis, and Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. And the third option, which we had not discussed yet, is that the potential that Marvel Studios would wait a year that Jonathan Majors is most likely going to serve in prison 
and then resume filming the the Kang scenes that he was supposed to film for these next two Avengers from time to time that he gets out. Now, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with that one. As much as we would want that to be true, the thing is comparing Jonathan Majors' comeback story to Robert Downey Jr., it just doesn't go hand in hand with one another when you consider that Robert Downey Jr. has the pat on the back of the benefit of the doubt of white privilege on his side. Jonathan Majors being a black man caught up with the entanglement domestic violence of a white woman, not a good look. What mm, do you think, friend? Yeah, and first of all, that's like basing it off the idea that he's going to actually serve a year in prison. Like I've heard different people saying like, oh, he might serve a year or he might get probation. Mm-hmm. Um, just like debates about his sentencing thing, and then even with the the Robert Downey Jr. things, like not only has does he have the white privilege thing, but he also had the um the popular vote of social media at the time. Like mm-hmm. now, as as time has gone forth, now people are starting to be on the side of Amber Heard, but beforehand, um, people were like all on all, all over it for for Robert Downey, and we second friend take your time friend is this not robert downey you mean johnny depp yeah sorry you're a good friend um i just had the biggest brain for it in my head i'm like wait a minute (laughs) um but yeah, and not only do they have um like the white privilege thing and also the popular vote, but also they have the um the the history they have the history of being in the limelight and being popular in the limelight for decades. I mean, the first time, the first well, I mean, one of the first movies, one of the oldest movies that I've seen with him in it was The Outsiders, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but yeah, and sadly, Jonathan Majors doesn't have any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that you just I you can't really agree, friend. I would love to build off of you that I feel a thing with relying on a comeback story with Jonathan Majors. So, like I said before, this black man does not have white privilege on his side, to say the least. And then you have the aspect number dose. I feel a comeback story just wouldn't work the same way in the sense that it did for Robert Downey Jr. Considering, to your point, he had a career already going for him throughout the 80s and the 90s. It's not like when he went to prison, he was in one or two movies and then, you know, he served his time in prison, you know? Because that's why it was such a big comeback for him when he was casted as Iron Man. Now, on the other hand of Jonathan Majors, he had only made his breakout debut in 2020 in HBO's original series, Lovecraft Country, which would then land him recognition for being landed in roles such as Damian Anderson, the antagonist in Creed 3, and I do not remember the name of the main protagonist, but the real-life, I believe it was a World War II aviator pilot that he had played in the film that came out back in 2022, Devotion. Now, that had really made Jonathan Majors stick out throughout the very back end of 2022, throughout 2023. He is only starting to come up. So I feel Disney and Marvel Studios will not really gain much of a comeback story when he doesn't have too much to come back to just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um and that would just be too fast a comeback is like oh you've been gone for a minute now you're back i don't think marvel oops sorry friend i mean the but, valium i mean they're trying to make his comeback anywhere from like a couple months to a year that's not a comeback that's a hiatus mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't think that's gonna work i think the only options they right. have are to either recast or scrap it And that's really that on that friend. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts on that topic? Honestly, no, friend. I think I quite let out everything we needed to about this topic. Would you like to open us up to our new one? All right. So new topic, friends. Uh, we all know, I mean, you should know what is going on within uh, Palestine and uh, mm-hmm. the Israel. Palestine. With Palestine, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Sudan, Haiti, the West Papas, Guyana, the list goes on. Free all of these countries to say the least, because they are all going through it. But continue, friend. Yeah, and there has been a big thing recently within the uh, celebrity world and the social media, social justice of Zionism. Zionism, let's, let's look up the actual definition of Zionism. Let's go to Webster's Dictionary. Okay, so a Zionist is a supporter of Zionism, a person who believes in the development and protection of a Jewish nation in what is now Israel. Now, the thing with Israel is that um, they, back in back in back back a couple decades ago, they invaded Palestine and stole land from Palestinians to create the nation that is now Israel. So that land was not theirs. Um, So people who support Zionism are basically supporting um, taking land, stolen land, essentially. Um, And so many a celebrity has come out of being... A Zionist, or at the very least, not doing the correct research and just reposting what everybody else is reposting. Um, but one of the most um, biggest and most popular cases of Zionism within our generation, friend of Gen Z, has been uh, the actor from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, Noah Schnapp. He came out in many a post. He did that really weird video where he was like, wearing a shirt or like a hat or something i don't know it's just like sign yeah, sexy. he made his own merchandise friend yeah and it's like first of all who's buying that <laughs> you'd be um, surprised friend i was like he had like lines like waiting for him oh wow um yeah, but bad. also like in in the terms of his stranger things career i i feel like he's the only actor from that show that we have not seen in anything else Boom. I don't I've never seen him in a dip like I've seen I've seen Millie. I've seen Kayla McLaughlin, Finn yeah, Wolfhard. I've seen, them, I've seen literally all of them David in a Harbour. different I've seen all of them in, in a different show or a different movie. Except for him. Like, babe, you're not booked and busy. You mm. have that one role. I've never seen even him Joe Curie. Even yeah. Joe Curie's been booked. Yeah, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. But mm. you, babe, you don't have you have nothing else going for you. Like this is it. 
mind you, your character is barely in the show. And to think he was the protagonist in the first season. He just was benched, like, from two to four. He's constantly getting kidnapped. He's constantly sick. He's constantly off screen. Like, at this point, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Like, you, you are no longer the main character. Nobody cares. They care about everybody else but you. Even, like, only reason people care about you this season is in relation to another character. Nobody mm-hmm. cares about your character. They care about Will and Mike. Sorry, friend. I'm drawing, I'm drawing a no, blank. No, you're good, friend. You're good. Take it time. All these characters' names. But, yeah, they care about you and let's to a different character. So, I mean, let's see. What, what else has he been in? He was in The Tudor. I don't know I what that I've is. heard of it. Um, the Peanuts movie, which was in 2015, which is before Stranger Things. Um, Not even counting that, friend, because who would have known that? The movie Abe, I don't know what that is. He was in Hubie, Hubie Halloween with, I think, Adam Sandler. I mean, I saw that. It was on Netflix. But again, literally everybody and their mama was in that movie. So that's not a flex. Waiting mm-hmm. for Anya, I don't know what that is. The Angry Birds movie, okay. Stranger Sharks, what is that? Bridge of Spies, also before Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not booked and busy, babe. So for you to come out and do this really weird stuff and be like, oh, well, the excuse is I'm Jewish. And so comfortably as well. Yeah, the excuse is like, oh, I'm Jewish. Okay. Anti-Semitism and Zionism is not the same thing, my friends. Like, it's let's, two... Let's, let's read a book two, now. Two separate things. And also, you're American. Which is... <laughs> you're American. Like, that... Like, what? That's literally not... That reminds me of that girl who, like, got a Starbucks coffee. And she's like, oh... And I took a picture of her Starbucks coffee. She's like, oh, I'm so afraid. I'm Jewish. I'm so afraid of everything that's going on over there. Girl, you're in, a, you're in L.A. What are you afraid mm. of? What are you scared? You, you are in L.A. <laughs> You're in your bins with a Starbucks coffee in L.A. Like, recognize your privilege. Oh, I wasn't sure if you were finished, friend. Yeah, recognize your privilege. And and then the other actor who was well-known about this thing was was Gal Gadot. You you have more to say about that, friend, I think. I sure do, friend. I literally have all the receipts pulled up from her Instagram. She, I I really just want to start with this, my friends. I am truly so glad that James Gunn is rebooting the DC Cinematic Universe now because if it weren't for James Gunn, Gal Gadot would still have a career as Wonder Woman. So good riddance and not so God bless. Um, so let us pull up her receipts literally in her bio. I stand with Israel. She has disabled all of her comments for all the more obvious reasons. And she has just been spreading all of these false propagandas about the people of Palestine, trying to use the excuse of why don't you contend Hamas instead of the country of Israel. The typical Zionism BS, friend. The typical stuff, to say the least. 
and yeah. that this is the original land and that I'm not much of a religious person, but I'm trying to quote her the best I could that she's trying to re- that she's trying to use um, the religion of Judaism on her side, saying that this it, that the land of Palestine is the true land of the Israelis and that they all must go and that if they won't go, we will force them to go. It's, it's really scary reading this, honestly. That's like weird. To, also, also, sorry to interrupt you, friend, but um, I just read her Wikipedia. Apparently, she was crowned Miss Israel in 2004. I wouldn't be surprised because she wasn't, she didn't start acting until Fast and Furious, friend, which was in 2011. And to my she awareness, was in Fast and Furious? Yeah, she was. She was in Fast Five through Six. Oh, I did not know that, friend. But yeah, she apparently represented, uh, the country of Israel in the Miss Universe 2004 pageant. For another fun fact, which I guess it's not super surprising why she's so fascistly aligned with Israel. She had also served her time in the Israeli military. Patriotic, to say the least. Yeah. That's also um, uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum uh, with an actor who is Palestinian, not an actor, a model who is Palestinian is um, Gigi Hadid. I've heard her name a lot, friend. I'm not exactly sure she is. Can you fill me in? uh, Okay. Um, Gigi Hadid is sister to Bella Hadid. Um, She's a model. Friend, that's kind of crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. But look, I've been under a rock this past month and a half. You guys are going to give me some time to recuperate, but continue. Okay. They are sisters and models who had a TV show back in the day. Um, and uh, Bella Hadid dated The Weeknd. And Gigi Hadid dated Zayn Malik and had a baby with him. Um, and they are beautiful people. Um, but Gigi Hadid is Palestinian and she has come out, um, and, uh, supported Palestine. And she was like, Mm uh, just saying, you know, that she cited the systemic, the systemic mistreatment of the Palestinian people by the government of Israel. Um, and she's like been posting on her social, socials, like people, people like in her comments are, are calling her anti-semitic and stuff and it's just like really strange and um then oh and then actress uh susan sarandon has also been dropped by her talent agency for making some proper comments that she made in the pro-Palestinian rally. Um, and then also, speaking of getting dropped, we have to talk about Melissa Barrera, that who was fired from Scream for posting uh, a lot of support for Awareness Palestine. Awareness for the Palestinian people. Yeah, she was posting a lot of things on her story and her Instagram and like all of her socials and using her platform for mm-hmm. a good cause. Um, but apparently the, uh, what, what company is is Scream, is Scream, um, done by? I don't remember exactly, to be honest. Let me look that up. 
Um, but basically, uh, she was cut from the cast of the seventh screen movie by the producers who said that they had zero tolerance tolerance for anti-Semitism and incitement to hatred. Um, and then subsequently, after the um, firing of Melissa Barrera from Scream, immediately after that, uh, Jenna Ortega, what did you say, friend? What was it? What's the company? No, you can finish, friend. Honestly, uh, no, the after... company is Paramount, the Spyglass Media Group, and Miramax. Yeah, Spyglass and uh, Miramax. Um, and so after they fired Melissa Barrera, um, Jenna Ortega quit um, soon after. And it has not publicly mm-hmm. come out as to why she did that. But she said in videos in the past that, like, if Melissa Barrera were to leave the Scream franchise, then she would be leaving with her. And so, I mean, I don't think that her quitting at this immediately after Melissa Barrera was fired is anything of a coincidence. I think she was standing not on business all. and doing what she was going to say. And I also believe that uh, that I think she has also said something about it. I don't know. Um, and I also, don't follow like, either of them, so I can't say. Continue, and then also, continue. even with uh, Tom Cruise, is surprisingly on the right side of history um, because he prevented his own agent from losing her job after she referred to uh, the genocide on her Instagram account, um, which is like, I mean, bare minimum. But Tom Cruise is rarely on the right side of history. So, I mean, I feel like it, it, it kind of has to be acknowledged. Um, and I'm then not lie, friend. I'm really surprised about Tom Cruise. Yeah, I was too. And then also, um, childhood icon, um, Selena Gomez has been criticized for not taking a stronger stance on um, on the on the issue. And uh, and speaking of, uh, lots of people signed. Um, a petition. Lots of celebrities and actors signed a petition for a ceasefire and the safe release mm-hmm. of hostages. Um, for you're talking about the ceasefire for the people of Palestine, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and apparently, because I know I don't mean to interrupt you, friend, but I was just making that question in particular because I know that there is also a form that some celebrities were signing that it was in some sort of, I don't know, some sort of financial aid to Israel and that a few a few celebrities signed it. And it's, yeah, I'll let you continue, friend. Yeah, but Selena Gomez has been, like, uh, criticized for not taking a stronger stance on the issue. But she did allegedly sign the petition uh, for the ceasefire along with Hadid, Jennifer Lopez, Joaquin Phoenix, and... Um, avid elementary creator Quinta Brunson. Quinta Brunson. Yeah. Um, and then along with Abbott Elementary, uh, notably actors uh, Tyler James Williams and um, what's the actress who plays Miss Shimenti? I do not remember her name, friend. I'm looking up as we speak. Uh, basically, they actually did not sign the petition. Um, her and... name is Lisa Ann Walter. Okay, thank you, friend. Uh, so Tyler James Williams and Lisa Ann Walter notably did not sign the petition. Um, and I believe that Tyler James Williams was one of those celebrities who reposted um, some, like someone from something from somebody else's page about uh, the Israel thing in support of Israel. 
And then speaking of Alabama Elementary, um, I don't believe the actress who plays the principal signed the petition either. Um, but also, uh, yeah, basically, the, I don't the, know if that was confirmed. Some of them are a little up in the air. Yeah, basically, um, the but cast continue, of continue. the cast of the Elementary show are in hot water right now, with the exception of Quinta. Um, for for both the uh, the Palestine Israel. Wait, what game. about Charlie Ralph? I didn't hear what side. I I, I haven't I haven't heard about that either, friend um what about that guy that plays jacob i didn't hear about his stance either i i haven't i haven't heard anything from any of them friend i don't know continue, oh, continue. but I, I guess we can say that they're not in hot water since we haven't heard about it um no. but yeah um notably the cast excluding those three people are in hot water for both the palestine and israel thing but also for um, the actress who plays the principal uh, on Alabama Elementary, do, do, do you know her name, friend? Janelle James. Yeah, Janelle James is also in hot water for um, her comedy um, routine. Where basically, she talked about her um, minor adolescent son's um, genitalia um, and saying how she finally realized that he was a man on stage. In front of a crowd of people, but also it was recorded and put online, which is just a really weird joke to make. I feel like you should like keep your kids out of your jokes because imagine like being him and then going to school after that. Like I couldn't do that. And then also speaking of comedians who are in hot water, friend, um, I forgot to bring this up, but um, Matt Reif has, do you know who that is, friend? No, friend, enlighten me. Okay, Matt Rife. It was from Wildin' Out. He was basically their token white guy on Wildin' Out. Um, you probably know him from that clip where he was um, rapping to Zendaya and he fumbled the bag badly, uh, crashed and burned. Yeah, crashed and burned. The jokes didn't hit. She didn't laugh. Um, but yeah, but he went on to. Um, get plastic surgery and basically do a rebrand because basically he um, essentially got canceled because he people asked him like did he want to be one of those one of the popular like white comedians in black spaces like another white comedian in a black space who who basically made his money off of that and he was like no I didn't want to be I don't want to be put in a box and after that he basically was removed from the internet but then he came back after he got plastic surgery and came to TikTok and started posting his crowd work from his comedy shows on TikTok. Um, and it like blew up. The girlies loved him. The girlies thought he was attractive. I am guilty of being one of the girlies. I fell into the okay. trap. I, I did. I fell into the trap. I thought he was funny. I thought he was attractive. He also had this video with um, Shamar Moore. I thought that was funny. Um, but then he recently Shamar had, I think. Moore. Is Shamar Moore the guy from SWAT? The yeah the bald dude yeah yeah swat criminal minds he was also on soul train um but yeah that's shamar moore he's on soul train yeah hmm. um and basically matt rife ended up getting i i think it was a netflix special um and he basically made a lot of misogynistic and fat phobic comments against his majority female audience no. um and so now 
Well, he got popular based off the girlies, and now the girlies no longer like him, so now he is no longer popular. People have since making fun of his many surgeries, um, his um, his appearance, his lack of jokes. Tisk, I mean, tisk. notably on his TikTok, like I said, friend, he was only posing his crowd work. Um, he was not posting his actual comedy sessions his classical comedy shows um so yeah and like me personally i only saw when whenever he posted his crowd work he was on stage and somebody was recording from the point of view of the audience so you did not see his face up close but friend when i saw a picture of his face up close i was like oh jump scare the jump scare friend i was afraid um so yeah that was a mess um so yeah i mean moral of the story is if you like how do you fumble the bag twice you found two niches you found two boxes to fit into and you didn't want to fit them to them so bad now they're gone you don't have any boxes left you like they're it's done it's gone um, so yeah, also we have to talk about um back to the topic and we talk about the um the boycotts. Um most notably yes. the Starbucks boycott, which has been a problem for many a people for some reason. Like I get it, people love Starbucks, but like go to your local coffee shop, support small businesses, right. go to Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts has you coffee. Go to your local, you can literally go to your local diner and ask for coffee takeout. Yeah. Also, like, go to Dunkin' and get a coffee and a donut. Could go Sorry, to I'm... You could get coffee just about anywhere you go. You literally. literally, I don't think there's no restaurant that doesn't have coffee. Literally. And then, like, also, I feel like you'll be a lot happier in the morning if you got coffee and a donut than coffee in those dry egg sandwiches. Be for real. <laughs> um... But yeah, friend, do you have anything to say about? Oh, right, right. And also, um, apparently, there's now a Disney Plus boycott. Listen, I feel like if you are not paying for the account, if the account is not yours, if it's somebody else's and you're just watching, I don't think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's similar to the uh the route of pirating because they're not getting your money personally um so yeah do you have anything to say about that friend i feel that no i completely agree like let's say if you're paying for your own subscriptions like disney plus notably in this case that's a completely different story you're feeding your money to israel but let's say like the account that you watch disney plus on that you're not paying for that subscription to disney plus that might belong to your parents grandparents aunt uncle who the heck knows that you know who you're getting your profile from then i guess you know it's a little bit less of a problem because it's like let's say you try to convince your relative to get rid of the subscription but they're being stubborn and you don't want to then you truly tried your best there's other ways to boycott you know to your point there's so many coffee alternatives and going back to boycotts aside from starbucks and disney plus being the most notable a few others are McDonald's, Burger King, Pizza Hut, pretty much a good majority of like A-list like fast food chains. Not yeah, I believe Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut was one of them. Oh, this is sad. And 
Um, and then also for the boycotts of the Democratic Republic of Congo, you have Microsoft products, Apple products, just pretty much any big tech company, really, Samson, and you name it, really. Like anything that makes iPhones, laptops, TV flat screens, iPads, anything along those lines. Hmm. I don't think people are going to be doing that, friend. Because mm. yeah. people and get here's the new thing, phone friend, every day. I hadn't... Yeah. Oh, friend, believe, best believe after seeing what the African kids in Congo do just to make one cell phone. I'm going to run this iPhone 13 down to the ground until like it literally smokes and explodes. Then I'll only upgrade because no. Um, yeah. But yes, not to, not to get too sidetracked. We were talking about the boycotts. Oh, yeah, yes, going um... back to the Democratic Republic of Congo for one moment that so I had an interesting conversation with one of my mutuals of how we're going to solve this cobalt problem because cobalt is a particular mineral that's mined for in the Democratic Republic of Congo and why the Western nation countries are draining the resources out of what's called the heart of Africa. A lot of people were saying that what if we stop making smartphones, laptops, I'm just like, you really got to be a little realistic. Like, come on now. Like the technology that, that's the technology we use in our everyday lives. That It's literally an everyday way of living. There's no way that they're just going to ban laptops and smartphones and et cetera. Now, if you ask me, I don't know how entirely possible it is, but hey, I say nothing's impossible. Who knows if 100 years or even 50 years that we will be able to do this. What if we were able to make smartphones, laptops, and et cetera, just out of a different material that does not require the inhumane mining and modern-day slavery in the, modern, in the Democratic Republic of Congo for cobalt? What if we were to make it out of plastic for just some dumb example? I'm not saying that we literally should make it out of plastic, but like you know what I mean? There's got to be some other way that scientists come up with some other substance to replace cobalt that it doesn't require this amount of like labor. Yeah, I agree, friend. I I think anything like I said, I think like you said, I think anything is possible if they really put their minds to it. Because I bet if it was little white kids having mm-hmm. to mind this product, they would have found it. They would have found that overnight, real fast, real real quick. Um, it would have been done dizzy, no questions about it. Um, also speaking of other boycotts, uh, other notably notable companies include like many candy companies. I think I saw Kit Kats on the list. Um, hold on. Let's let's look up the um. Let's look up the the boycott uh thing because I think somebody I made still a picture. Have a list from the official boycott Instagram page because some of the boycott lists are a little inaccurate. Um, you can pull up yours, by the way, friend. I'm just trying to find the one that I found that a lot of people were referencing. Yeah, Nestle Crunch. Coca-Cola, apparently Victoria's Secret, Gap, Mm -hmm. Kleenex. Right, Fanta, Pepsi. Kleenex is crazy. Um, Neutrogena, Listerine, clean and clear. Um, L'Oreal, Maybelline, MAC, Chanel. I mean, well, that's to be expected. Subway, 
Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Smart Water. Did you say Dove already? Um, did I say what? Dove, the soap brand. No. Yeah, that's another one. Speaking of Puma and Starbucks, I know that they've lost like a lot of revenue recently because of the boycott. So something's got to be working. Actually, friend, speaking of boycotting, um, apparently, uh, I was watching the video on this earlier. The video was by, I'm going to shout out the YouTuber, once my YouTube decides to load. The video is by, Jesus, the video is by Life with Brie on YouTube. Basically, apparently, um, this goes into the whole conversation of capitalism, which I guess kind of ties into boycotting. Um, But basically, um, major egg distribution companies were getting together and basically monopolizing the prices and driving the prices of eggs up so high and it was discovered and so they were taken to court for it because people many people many people were noticing why uh, wonder noticing and wondering why the prices of eggs were so high well this is why they decided to play monopoly um with eggs mm-hmm. on uh, in this economy mm-hmm. why couldn't tell you um but yeah and oh this this could just go into so many different topics um, but we only have so many minutes in a day. Mm-hmm. But we were yes, definitely- to build off of the boycotts one more time, friend, I had recently read that Puma, that they have officially cut ties with the Israeli um, soccer football team. Oh. Yeah. They don't sponsor them anymore. Oh, interesting. Um, so, yeah. Oh, friend, you know, I just found this out. Was it two days ago? Have you ever heard of a company named Zara? I have not heard of that brand until now. I really can't lie. Yeah, it's a clothing brand. I know it's under a really big boycott right now because from what I collected, that Zara had a particular photo shoot that was mimicking like the bombings that were going on in Gaza. What? It's a long story, friend. I could send it to you on TikTok. It's really weird and disturbing, though. Actually, speaking of that, you just reminded me of another actor who has come under fire recently, which is uh, Timothy Chalamet for his what SNL. What does Timmy Boy do? Apparently, in his SNL skit, he made a homage joke. Um, now, oh, granted... One of my mutuals, one of my mutuals um, told me about that. Shout out to my mutual bunny. Um, They told me that... Yeah, granted, to give him the benefit of the doubt, I'm not sure how much of the SNL skits the actors who come on actually have a hand in writing. And I don't know how much they can actually pick and choose what they say when it comes to those skits. Um, So, just to say that. But the joke was really not not well-timed. And then recently with his film of Wonka coming out, people have been saying, you know, boycott it and not watch it. People are saying, saying not to not to watch Dune um, and that whole thing. I forgot about uh, Dune. Yeah, I forgot about it too, but I saw a trailer for it the other day. Um, so, yeah. Not that's that it whole... makes a big difference, but did Timothy write that line or, or he that's, was paid? That's what I was saying. Line? 
That's what I was saying, friend. I was wondering how much, like, when actors go on SNL, I wonder how much they actually have a hand in the writing process of it. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to justify or anything. Like, I'm just, like, dead curious because I'm still finding out about this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but that's what I was wondering myself as well. Um, and do you have anything to say about the anything else to say about the boycotting friend, or do you want to switch topics now? Um, let me think. Let me think. Um, if it's one more thing that I will add, friend, going back to what you had bought up, like you know, with the subscriptions to Disney Plus, that you know, if you're not the one that's paying for your Disney Plus and you can't talk your relative out of unsubscribing from it, that there's so much that you can do. Now, McDonald's is another really notable chain that, you know, funds Israel. And I feel that's where things get a little bit more complicated because you have to consider people that are living in lower income neighborhoods. McDonald's is the cheapest meals that they might get every night and that they don't really have too many other alternatives that may be considered cheap, let alone whole foods. And it's just like a really messed up situation. You know, I really don't believe it to be a coincidence that the government puts a bunch of fast food chains like in a bunch of low income, like black and brown neighborhoods like McDonald's, because, you know, like I said, that's the cheapest to a good meal that it's going to get for them. And it's like, you know, when they got no choice, like, you know, that's where a lot of that money is going to go. And where's that money going? Israel? It's like almost connected in some way. Yeah, I agree, friend. Also, um, speaking of the government, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to pivot topics real quick. And this topic is going to lead into the next topic. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear about the tape, friend, from the Senate? Tape, tape, tape. I don't think so. I'm okay. So basically, there was a there was a, a young man who I guess has an OnlyFans or something. I don't know. But he works in politics. He was on the Biden party. Like, there's videos of him being there. Um, but I, I think he's around between the ages of 20 and maybe 24. I don't know. Um, but basically, he and a mystery politician, um, many, many people have guessed mm-hmm. who this politician is. Basically, they, in the, the Senate courtroom, recorded a tape together. I'm sure you can guess the contents of the tape, friend. Um, it was explicit. Um, and then the person recording was basically, you know, panning around, showing that they were in the Senate courtroom. Um, obviously he got exposed for it because he posted it on his close friends. Why would you do that? Couldn't tell you. Um, and that has since caused lots of controversy throughout social media. Many of people, like I said, have been trying to guess who the politician is. Um, and so leading, taking that situation with the government and leading right into the next situation as far as tapes with young men um we can discuss the diddy allegations yes um, i know you have a lot to say about that friend i'll let you know i do friend um recently well not even recently it has been said for years that diddy has fiddled um young boys and men most notably uh most notable allegations of that include singers like usher and Justin Bieber, um, mm-hmm. and then also the boys in his house, according to like his maids, and he has also allegedly uh, a strong, a strong allegedly 
um, had a hand or some type of involvement in the removal of breathing capabilities um, from his ex-wife, ex-partner, the mother of his kids. Um, allegedly, he had some type of hand in that. Actually, the woman who created the uh, the Juicy Couture brand. Um, hold on. Let me look up her name real quick. Because I'm her name is Kamora Lee Simmons. Sorry, I just remembered it. Um, she came yeah, out. Good friend. She came out on, I think it was a live or some type of story where she was she was uh, supporting those allegations of him being involved in her unaliving. And then we have singer Cassie, um, who had many a bop back in the early 2000s. Um, she, ha- she, I, did she sue him? I don't know, but she, I think she, I believe she sued him or at least took him to court and got paid lots of money, but she had many allegations against him. I think she came out with a book about his, about what he did to her. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. apparently also he, uh, apparently he so had an involvement. the OJ Simpson. Mm, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know about that. But I, I don't know. Um, uh, and also, he had a hand in the harassment and assault of a rap rappers like um, Kid Cudi, I believe. Um, Wale. Yeah. Well, I, I think he blew up Kid Cudi's car. Actually, I think I, I think he, I think Cudi did say something along those lines on his Instagram story. Now that you say that. Yeah, he also dangled Wale over a balcony for allegedly talking to Cassie. Um, he has, yeah, he's harassed many a many a rapper. He's harassed many a woman. He's harassed many a boy. Um, allegedly, strong allegedly, very. Let's let's start in this now. These are all alleged things, alleged crimes. But yes, many people have noticed that many a person who has been involved with Diddy or who have been around Diddy have either been locked up, um, put in the grave, or basically blacklisted in the industry. Um, and so people are taking notice. Uh, people are saying that uh, that Diddy is now being focused on He's basically like now the uh, the new R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are saying, you know, they should come up with a surviving Diddy Netflix special. Um, um, I don't think that would be a good idea. He's a dangerous person. Which I is don't why I like say. how they try to capitalize off of those victims, like they did with all the R. Kelly, um, those all those little black girls that have now all grown up. I know there's like a whole series on on Netflix, Surviving R. Kelly. Yeah. Um, so once again, this is all alleged, but apparently people think that Cassie made a smart decision with um with suing him instead of taking him to court for these crimes, because now it is basically documented um that he allegedly did these things and that he has now paid someone off. And so this can hopefully or possibly lead someone else to take him to court for a criminal offense. And hopefully they can use Cassie's case as help or mm-hmm. evidence or, of some sort. 
Um, but yeah, many people who I'm have not been... gonna lie, friend. Like, I really don't know who Cassie is. What's her relationship to Diddy again? They were dating. Um, he, he okay, recently he was dating her at the same time that he, I guess, he was dating his ex-wife. But uh, he was also dating her at the same time he was dating um, Jennifer Lopez. Very messy situation, I believe. Um, basically, Cassie is a um a singer. She uh, had notable tracks such as um, "Me and You," "Long Way to Go." Um, she was on the track "The Boys" with Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. "Official Girl" with Lil Wayne. Uh, but yeah, she did see popular back in like the mid to late two thousands, basically from like two thousand six to two thousand eight. That was like her prime, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's a it's a very messy situation, especially dealing with such a a big. He's basically essentially a mafia member, um, and yeah, we're seeing that uh prime time, modern day, um, and yeah, I mean many 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 people who were once involved with him or have been around him are coming out and talking about it on a uh. A, a, a more popular scale than they once were. I mean, notably, Usher has yet to say anything. Also, um, Fifty Cent has come out and said some things about it as well. Um, I know so, he has a lot of beef with Diddy Fifty. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so it honestly it makes sense. Um, so I mean, hopefully, you know, maybe somebody will actually take him to court for what they are alleging that he has done um and yeah i mean i guess that's all i can say friend Mm. honestly friend i haven't really have i'll definitely do it after this but i haven't collected as much information on the diddy allegations i've definitely dipped my toes here and there that i know that um that there were people saying that diddy like had arranged like to have he or her like her or even killed then i heard about the cassie situation which like i said i didn't know who cassie was until now and then also i think we didn't we talk about this in one of our earlier episodes friend that the whole usher thing because you had also mentioned him just now he hasn't said anything yet that you know that those were there's weird rumors that you know usher when he was a kid sleeping over at diddy's house and then diddy's like one of his security guards says that he was always weird around the kids yeah 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 they said that. that's all i could really say about that for now, to be honest yeah um i think i think that's it friend i mean we can close out on a more positive note Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, many a trailer has come out for things releasing next year, such as um, the Rick and Morty anime. Um, yes. I don't know who's watching that, I won't, but I mean, people I might have seen the original one. Yeah, I got to like season four, and I was like, oh, you know, um, and then also, um the Mr. and Mrs. Smith trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something was coming out February. Oh, Love is Blind is coming out, coming back um, on Valentine's Day next year. 
just in time. Um, hold on. Let's look up shows coming out 2024. Oh, oh, Percy Jackson. That's coming out in February. The Percy Jackson show is coming out in February. I think they said February 3rd, but don't quote me. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Mr. and Mr. Smith coming out February 2nd on Prime Video. The Last Airbender coming out February 22nd on Netflix. The Walking Dead. I don't know anything about that. Um, I think that's the Rick and Michonne spinoff that comes out in February. Oh, oh, House of the Dragon is coming out season two. Summer uh, 2024. The Penguin. Yeah, it's a spinoff of the new Batman film with Robert Pattinson. Oh, wow. Oh, Knuckles is they were doing the spinoffs of Son of the Hedgehog with Knuckles, which is interesting. I, I think that. I think my sister will like that a lot. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it as far as shows. Um, let's see, movies coming out in 2024. Oh, um, Inside Out. Mm. That's coming out. Uh, they're doing another Garfield movie for some reason. They're doing another I think it's Sonic be Chris movie. Pratt. I heard it's supposed to be a heist movie. What? Oh, they're doing another Sonic movie. Uh, the Kung Fu Panda thing. Oh, Mean Girls. Exciting. Ooh. Um, Despicable Me. Oh, The Thundermans. The movie. I'm going to tune in. Listen, I liked The Thundermans growing up. They're making that? Is it the same cast? Yeah. Hmm. It's the same cast. Deadpool is supposed to come out. We, well, I mean, we shall see. Mm-hmm. The way they're pushing back them MCU movies, who knows? Godzilla, X-Kong, The New Empire. Oh, they're coming out with another Planet of the Apes movie. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the Joker coming out um wicked a quiet place day one okay the bob marley movie the biopo is coming out still a little skeptical but i'll tune in madam webb i'm excited for that um they're coming with another spider-man um not in 20... I don't know if Across the Spider-Verse is still coming out in 2024, to be honest. They never clarified. Um, Mortal Kombat 2? Apparently it's filming. Mufasa the Lion King. They're making that? Apparently. The Cat in the Hat. I'm making everything. Oh! Huh? Community the Movie! I don't know if it's coming out next year, but I'm excited for it, nonetheless. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's that's pretty much it, friend, because as the list keeps the beekeeper, who is that? Yeah. They're making a Sesame Street movie, but a, but the genre it's under is adventure, comedy, and crime. So I, I'm confused. What type of crime are they doing on um, Sesame Street? Um, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Elmo I mean, steals like a bowl of cereal or something. I don't that's know. that's funny. Maybe maybe Elmo finally is gonna get his revenge on the on Rocco. Who knows? Oh right, <laughs> that was good, friend. 
um, Ghostbusters, the Frozen Empire. Um, I saw a trailer for that. That looked quite interesting. They, they, that was a well-produced trailer, I have to say. Um, and then we also have mm-hmm. Doom Part 2. Um, I mean, that's all the ones I care about. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, I guess that's it, friend. Do you want to close us out? Yeah, I got you, friend. That thank y'all for tuning yeah. into the Being Effing for Real podcast. This is TJ and JD signing off. But before we sign off, we would love to give you our socials. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. Frozen. No, I'm not frozen, friend. Um, you can follow me. Uh, I I have I once again have changed my username. Um, it is now T Critiques. On Instagram and YouTube and Letterboxd, um, and you can follow me on TikTok at um, Tatiana J, um, and you can follow me on Serialized at T Critiques mm-hmm. as well. Um, what about you, friend? What are your socials? You guys can find me on Blurred Equa Vibes with the Z, not an S on everything. I just I just keep the same username for everything. But anyways, y'all stay tuned for our bonus episode as we will be discussing our Spotify raps. What else did we plan for the bonus episode, friend? Um GTA six. Yes, the GTA six trailer. I'm really excited to talk about that one. And then I don't know if we'll include this in the bonus episode, but I will definitely catch up on the Five Nights at Freddy's movie and the Barbie movie. Because I know you've been waiting on them for me with that one, friend. And you also have to watch Across the Spider-Verse, so we both definitely have some to catch up on. I do, I do. That'll probably be a main episode. But I mean, mm, yeah. since, since you're on break, we got the time, friends. We gotta I got catch the time, up. friend. I have almost a month off. Yeah, we got to catch up. Uh, we have been we gone. We got to do a spooky episode. Yeah, we've been gone a long time. So yeah, expect lots of content from us. More to come, y'all. It's good to be back. It's been real. And with that, that is being effing for real. Signing out. Toodaloo. See y'all.